the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, thanks for coming along. It's a Tuesday, even though it feels like a Monday, right after the 4th of July holiday. And, and quite honestly, I think, at least here at 7 Parkway Center, we may be the only ones working. And yes, it could be, because getting in here, it was like there was nobody on the road. It's a breeze, right? So people are taking like an extra, extra long weekend. Which is a fine idea. Christy, our producer, veritable producer, doing mm-hmm. that herself. Mm-hmm. At the beach, yeah. uh, as we speak. Whatever. Wouldn't that be nice to be at the beach? She sent us a picture, uh, a selfie on Saturday in her Golden Girls t-shirt. But she was not yet at the beach. I think she was. I, I thought she wasn't at the beach till Sunday. Oh, perhaps I'm wrong. I just I maybe assumed when Preemptive. I saw her photograph no. that she was at the beach. Mm-mm, no, no. Okay, well. But anyway, 4th of July, was it a good one for you? I very much enjoyed it. Busy weekend for us. There was a lot going on. Family in town. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Right, yeah. So uh, happy birthday to Maddie, who's my niece. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. She's now eight years old. Fabulous. So a big to-do mm-hmm. at her mom and dad's house yesterday. Super fun. Um, that was, uh, had my first dinner party in the new digs oh, at my own nice. house. Excellent. Yes. So that very was good. very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least three times bordering on four, uh, I was completely mystified at where I'd put something mm. like it, a pan, a platter, something like where I know I, where'd I put that? It's brand new. Yeah. I don't You're know where anything gear. is. So I don't know. That's don't why know. restaurants, when they first open up, they do that sort of like. Soft open. Right. A soft open. I should have done a soft open. Right. You did. Yeah. Although it was family. It so was family. I was kind of trying to put my best foot forward. Well, I appreciate you doing a soft open for family because when I show up, you're going to know where the pans are. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the things I was looking for Saturday, I still haven't found. So oh, really? really? Sure. Oh, isn't that dangerous? Maybe yeah. you threw it away. Mm-hmm. It's in the I pod. I could have that's thrown gone. it away. I could. Have, I seriously thought, did mm-hmm. I throw that away? I might have thrown it away. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. What about yours? Happy Fourth of July. Uh, we had a. We were busy as well. Yeah. Had uh, some uh, a barbecue outdoors. Okay. And we saw fireworks not once but twice. Mm-hmm. Really, and I didn't see any. The third and the fourth. Really. Uh-huh. Right yeah. there on. Forest Hills, no, Metropolis? no, 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 uh, out in the uh, eastern suburbs, which oh. is very, very nice. It was good to be out. Good for you. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I, we did hear from someone today who was uh, on the north side for last night's celebrations. That uh, lighter crowd than he expected. See, I don't know if that was the case downtown or close to the river. Yeah, well, I just think maybe that's what everybody decided to stay home this year. Well, because we talked to one guy, I don't think we can say everybody decided. He said, he said, I have confidence in him. <laughs> that one guy. Yeah. Dave, he said traffic was light. Dave, we really appreciate you, but I don't know if I'm like trusting I'm Dave to tell I'm, us about like the, all the attendance numbers for the 4th of July. I'm trusting him. He seemed trustworthy to me. Okay. All right. As uh, we always do, we look, take a look at the news to start the show. Why would today be any different? It is a large news day, a heartbreaking news day. Kath, without further ado, please give us the top four at four. For Tuesday, July 5th. Already, 2022. 
Number one. The shooter at yesterday's 4th of July parade is now in custody. He apparently, news comes, uh, details that he fired over 70 rounds uh, en route to killing seven people. Highland Park, and not the Highland Park in Pennsylvania. A Highland Park Police Commander Chris O'Neill says the shooter fired a high-powered rifle from a place where he was very difficult to see. The governor of Illinois said this. This is J.B. Pritzker. He said it's devastating that a celebration of America was ripped apart by our uniquely American plague. There are no words for the kind of evil that shows up at a public celebration of freedom, hides on a roof, and shoots innocent people with a rifle. Number two. The Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade has ushered in a new era of what? Funding on both sides of the abortion debate. With the legality of abortion now up to individual states, an issue that was largely theoretical all of a sudden has become real world for people all across the country. The Associated Press reports that donations are pouring into nonprofit groups in what experts call an example of rage giving. Have have you ever heard that term no, before? No, no, but it fits well. Yet few believe the additional funding for their cause will be enough to address either A, the increased demand for help for women to obtain abortions, or B, to support babies put up for adoption or into the foster care system. Now, the AP went on to say that conservative people have long supported local efforts like pregnancy resource centers, so they're used to giving out of their own pocketbooks for this. But progressives have been reticent. Kind of thinking, well, that should be the government's job. Anyway, leaders on both sides of the issue say they recognize that they'll have to quickly find their way through this new reality. Number three, an ABC News profile of Erie, PA today, reporting how employers continue to struggle to find people to work and how local companies have made some big changes to their hiring requirements. No degree, no problem. Companies apparently hiring in Erie are lowering their bachelor's degree requirements to attract more job seekers to apply for open positions. An executive in the area said somebody who really fits is important because otherwise they could have all the experience or all the degrees in the world and it just doesn't work. Employers who were interviewed for the piece said that often they have loosened this degree requirement. In fact, one man said, I just had my 20th year anniversary of owning this business, and I found over the years some of my best team members actually did not have a four-year degree. That's Robert LaFaro at LaFaro Insurance Agency. He said, I look at the skills. I'm not concerned about the experience. We can start somebody fresh because we can teach them what we're already doing. And number four. The president is awarding the Medal of Honor, the nation's highest decoration for military service, to four U.S. Army soldiers during a ceremony at the White House today, recognizing them for their valor in the face of tenacious fighting in the Vietnam War. The recipients include Staff Sergeant Edward Kaneshiro, Specialist Dwight Birdwell, Specialist Dennis Fuji, and Major John J. Duffy. And that's your top four. At four. Fabulous. Can I give you a couple details? Yes, congratulations I think it's important. to those men. I think it's important to say what they did. Mm-hmm. Kaneshiro's medal awarded posthumously. He was leading an infantry squad in 1966 when his unit was attacked by North Vietnamese fighters. He managed to repel the attack with rifle fire and grenades, allowing the rest of his unit to pull back safely. He was shot and killed during fighting four months later. Wow. 55 years ago. Why does it take yep. so long for that to come around? I don't wonder. know.
Bird, while serving in a tank unit when his airbase came under attack in 68, managed to rescue his wounded tank commander and fired the tank's guns at the enemy. He was eventually shot in his face and torso, but refused treatment until he could evacuate the other wounded soldiers. Fuji was in a medevac helicopter that crashed in 71. He rejected medical aid from another helicopter and worked to treat Allied soldiers through the next day. He put himself in danger to call in U.S. helicopter gunships to repel attacks over the following 17 hours while he was injured before he himself could be airlifted. And Duffy, wounded in battle in 1972, refused to be evacuated, in fact moved closer to enemy positions. He was wounded again, still refused treatment. As his position came under attack over the next two days, he helped move the wounded to an evac site and directed fire on more enemy positions. He only boarded the helicopter once after all evacuees were on board. Wow. Fabulous. Congratulations to heroes all. Don't you think we need to hear more stories like that? In fact, today's ceremony comes uh, only days after the death of Herschel Woody Williams, who was the last surviving recipient honored for service in World War II. Uh And he will lie in honor in the U.S. Capitol this week. I read that. Yeah, that's very cool. Interesting. So the last generation of World War II heroes, I mean, you know, the Vietnam vets, they're no spring chickens as well. Uh, so it's good. Yeah, it's good to say out loud what they did. It's good right. to hear it. I mean, I, I do appreciate better late than never, but you do kind of wonder why it took so they long. They all were awarded different levels of honor mm-hmm. throughout the years. I see. And it was just now that they were kind of elevated to the level. The that Medal, of honor. Medal of honor. Medal of honor. All right, let us take a quick break. Uh, we come back. I think all of us have been part of this in one way or another, uh, whether it's been politics, the pandemic. What is it? Far left, far right? And the centrist in the middle, how does that work in your life? We'll talk with David French from The Dispatch in just a few minutes. Stick around. 101.5 WORD. Plan now to join Word FM Tuesday, August 16th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress for another fabulous dinner cruise. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers as you enjoy a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The ride homes, John and Kathy, will be your cruise directors for this amazing night, sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. Don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinner cruise. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code TREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code T-R-E-E. Use code TREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cash back is not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Your spouse has said your marriage is over and they're ready to walk out the door. 
So where does that leave you? Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam. We've helped thousands of couples in this exact situation. We want to share with you the things you can do right now to start turning this crisis around. If you're somebody who's lying in bed, sobbing yourself to sleep because your husband has left you or walked out on you or your wife has left you and you think, oh, well, this is it now. It's not it. There is hope. We're going to teach you the three things you need to start doing immediately to get your spouse back. If your marriage is in crisis, you're not going to want to miss this special Save My Marriage event happening on lovestories.com. So sign up today. Visit lovestories.com for the free Save My Marriage mini course happening now on lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. Check out lovestories.com. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Rima Christian School in Moon. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com tuitions. I think it's fair to say that we live in two different countries. There is red America and there is blue America, right? I mean, geographically, philosophically, politically, that unfortunately is where we find ourselves. And I wonder, is this is this a precedent? Has this happened ever in this country? Or has this been the norm? Is this how it's always been, but things are just a little more magnified? Well, David French is with us. David's a senior editor at The Dispatch. It's a daily newsletter that Kath and I love. David's also an attorney. He's a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom, the author or co-author of several books, including the number one New York Times bestseller, Rise of ISIS, A Threat We Can't Ignore. And David, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. What's the answer to the question that John raised? Has this happened, this type of polarization before in the history of America? Well, I mean, you know, obviously when you're talking about 1861 to 1865, yeah, if you're talking about even like the election of 1800 or the election of 1876, there have been multiple points where we have had, and and even the War of 1812, there was a secession convention that actually occurred towards the end of the War of 1812. We've gone through periodic bouts of profound division. Uh, 1968, there were more than two domestic terror bombings a day, uh, which is just shocking for people to realize. But what I would say is that we're in we've always come through these cycles without with the exception of the Civil War, which it took a civil war to get us through. But uh, we also the fact is we go through them and. Any given cycle, it's not a guarantee that we're going to come out okay on the other end. You know, the fact that we have come out okay can be encouraging, but the fact that we're going through one of these cycles of division and polarization, and and also that it, the polling indicated it's, you know, amongst millions of Americans, it's it's pretty deeply felt um, that I don't uh, we we can't assume things are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. David, your newest book, Divided We Fall, uh, came out maybe 2019. Is that right? Uh, 2020. Okay, 2020. 2019 and 2020 and then came out in 2020. 
So the idea of the book is that um, the chances of America coming apart are actually real. It's not just a, yes. a kind of, you know, um, propaganda that people are stating about that. You said that the threat was real. Um, but you write in your most recent piece for The Dispatch that you think it's even more real now than you did when the book came out. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, when the book came out, September 2020, I finished writing it just as the pandemic hit. And I really had an open question in my mind whether a common crisis like the pandemic would bring us together. And it most definitely did not. Uh, and I, I could spot a lot of trends that were very, very negative. But I did not see something as dramatic as January 6th occurring as fast as it did. Um, I did not see the the lack of faith in our election so being so widespread and emerging so quickly. And I, I definitely didn't see that January 6th was going to be so much more dangerous than just than And I, you can't even say the word just, but then the attack on the Capitol when you're when you're talking about that there was pressure put on the vice president to essentially reverse the result of a presidential election. And, and had he done so, I mean, if, if Pence had not had the courage to resist the president of the United States, where we would be is in the constitutional crisis that could have been uh, the worst since 1861. And it's not like we've healed since that time. So we do have a, a very dramatic division in this country. And there's no evidence that it's getting any better. And there's a lot of evidence it's getting worse. Right. Okay. So, David, so what you just said in many ways is the exclamation point we've been dealing with for the last, I'd say, month or so since the January 6th hearings. Now, uh, there are many people who would say, well, David, you know, talking to the radio right now, that's crazy what you're just saying, because we're not really interested in that. What we're interested in is yeah. inflation and high gas prices. That January 6th thing, that was yesterday. And it's, part, to- and it's a partisan committee anyway. Exactly. Right. Well, I mean, people's attitudes about the January 6th commission don't change the facts of what occurred on January 6th. So, you know, people could be bored of it or tired of it or whatever. But if the bottom line is that you're uh, if you are electing someone because of inflation, but they have a point of view that is completely at odds with the peaceful transition of power, your motivation for electing them doesn't adjust the outcome. So. That's why we have to have a real, you know, parties have to take care of their own houses here. So there's every chance that the Republican Party is going to win and potentially win in a wave of election over the Democrats. Mm -hmm. But the question is, who do they elect? And so you could vote for somebody because of inflation. But if they're radicalized, uh, you know, sort of against the, the fundamentals and the basics of American, uh, you know, the American Republic, through, you know, through whatever, you know, if you want to call it ultra MAGA or whatever, they're going to be that when they're in office. And so, you know, one of the problems we have in in our elections is that we we often elect people for one reason and they govern in in an entirely different way. Mm -hmm. And so you can elect somebody all day. You could say I'm voting against the Democrats because of inflation, but that doesn't mean that the person you vote for is necessarily has even any idea of what to do about inflation, but might have a whole lot of ideas about the culture war. <laughs> and and so I think that's one of the reasons why we need more people paying more attention to the primary right. process. So, so that if your goal is to deal with inflation, please be sure that you're electing someone who 
has some real idea about that and is going to prioritize that versus mm-hmm. sort of voting for somebody who is deep in conspiracy theories and election conspiracy theories and and is not suitable for high office. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's the perpetual issue that the best campaigners are not the best leaders because the campaigns are often focused on flashpoint issues and not focused maybe on long-term things. And then, so the person who looks the best prior to inauguration day, all of a sudden on inauguration day becomes like a completely different thing. I mean, look how much people loved Biden right before the, uh, before the election. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting if you actually look at what's motivating people right now, it is overwhelmingly inflation. I mean, it's overwhelmingly. You know, you look at the issue polls and it'll say, number one issue, inflation. Number two issue, gas prices. Well, those are the same thing. It's in, it's just inflation in one area, inflation in another area. And then another one is high cost of food. Well, that's inflation also. So you have a crisis here in America where a bunch of people, and millions upon millions, are feeling like they're literally losing ground every month. It is harder to make ends meet every single month. But the stable of politicians that they have to vote for right now, I guarantee you don't have much to say or know much about or have any understanding of the problem of inflation. It's the same cast of characters, basically, that was around in 2020 or in 2018 and now again in 2022. And you can swap out red for blue all you want on, you know, these periodic, you know, going back and forth changes of power. But unless you're actually getting real meaningful change in the type and character of politicians you vote for, you're not getting a fundamental change at all. And and that's what really disturbs me about what's about to happen is people are going to be voting on inflation and they're going to be getting something else. And, and that is inherently destabilizing. From the dispatch, we're speaking with David French. David, um, uh, here you are on Christian Radio, and of course, uh, what's happened here in the last several years? Uh, say what you will about Christian nationalism or the split of believers between red and blue. I mean, we in many ways, Christians, people of the truth, apparently, we're saying we are. We drive this as well. I mean, we're part of the problem oh, yeah. in a big way. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, it's really fascinating. If you actually drill down into the numbers, you're beginning to see the politicization of religion so much, or really I would call it the religious religious character of politics. In other words, the spiritualization of politics so much that people are now tying their religious identity to their political identity almost inextricably. So – one of the things that you're seeing is a real rise in people identifying as evangelical who don't even go to church. And and why is that? Well, because they're Republican and they identify as Christian, so therefore they have to be evangelical. And then you'll see people who are actually, you know, evangelical by their theology and go to church not identifying as evangelical anymore. Why? Well, <laughs> because they're Democrats and evangelicals aren't Democrats. And so What's ended up driving the bus for an awful lot of people is their political identity, and and that's becoming incredibly dangerous. So the line between what is you know, for example, just on you know one side of the aisle, what is the what is the distinction between an American secular Republican and an American evangelical Republican? It's almost sometimes almost impossible to tell the difference. What is 
what is the distinctive Christian presence in that political party? And that that's where it gets really difficult sometimes to to separate out that distinctive Christian witness, frankly, in both parties, to be honest. Right. And we are not unique to that. That has been the challenge uh, yes. of believers from the very beginning is how to yes. interact well with government. What role, what role should they take? Uh, how closely should they be combined? And you look at, you know, every autocrat, you know, they're trying to court people of the church in different ways, uh, depending on what the ideology is. But I guess, what do we learn from that? Uh, I feel like we yeah. need to look outside of our own time to get some yeah. ideas of the mistakes that were made and the things to avoid. Yeah, you know, one big mistake, I think the long-term prospect for religion suffers the more closely intertwined religion is with power politics. Mm -hmm. And as evidence of that, you really don't have to look any further than Europe. Mm -hmm. So Europe, for example, is the most secular region of the world. If you're going to go back and you're going to look at Western and Northern Europe, this is the most secular part of the entire world. Where was Christianity most intertwined between church and state for right hundreds of years? It was Europe. Yep. It was Europe. That was the home of the Crusades, for example. This is the home of, you know, the the, the king is also sort of the defender of the faith. Mm -hmm. And and so that's also now the most thoroughly secularized um, religious desert in the world. And this is this is a there is a cause and effect there. And. And there is a reason why when Jesus, when, when Jesus came to earth, he did not sit on an earthly throne. He did not take the throne. He could have. Satan tempted him with the throne, and he refused it. And there's a reason why, if you're reading the, the epistles, Paul's epistles and the epistles to the early church, they are not a guidebook for seizing political power. In mm -hmm. fact, they're, they're letters written to a deeply embattled minority that had no prospect of seizing power in that, at that time. And yet think about how much time, energy, including just plain old mental energy, that Christians pour into thinking about how to secure power in politics and the fear of losing power in politics. I think it's deeply distressing and long-term destructive. Yeah, I do too. All right, David. David, uh, always good to talk to you. There's is. so much more we could get into, but time is short. Yep. Talk about the yeah, dispatch, exactly. David. Yeah, tell us what's going on. Yeah, well, we uh, check out the dispatch.com, a daily newsletter, multiple podcasts, and not all of them are as depressing as this conversation. <laughs> <we just had. laughs> Things are looking up, David. Our apologies. <laughs> all right. Check out more by David French, including his latest book, Divided We Fall, America's Succession Threat and How to Restore Our Nation. Right. And check out The Dispatch, my single favorite place for news right now. Take a quick break. Come back. we got a Burger King story for you next. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing it right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and over oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction, doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. 
Doing it right will ensure that all work is installed to the industry's highest standards. Then, back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right. Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Want it done right, call doing it right. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. Need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. And right now, save 45% off any order. Just use code radio at checkout. Blindster.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. You are not your diagnosis. And vision loss does not define you. Your drive defines you. And we are here to let those challenged with blinding retinal diseases know that we are driven too. To be a beacon of strength. A champion of courage. An advocate for hope. And we are stronger together. We fund. We fight. We We win. We are the Foundation Fighting Blindness. Join the fight at fightingblindness.org. Cloudy and humid tonight with a heavy thunderstorm around. Thunderstorms can bring hail and damaging winds will reach a low of 70. It'll be humid tomorrow with a couple of thunderstorms, especially late. Otherwise, cloudy skies in the morning with intervals of clouds and sun for the afternoon will reach a high of 84. Cloudy and humid tomorrow night, low 69. More clouds than sun Thursday. It'll be humid with a thunderstorm in a couple of spots at a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The story about a guy. Kevin Ford, who uh, lives in Vegas, Las Vegas, and he works as a cook at the Burger King in the um, in the Las Vegas airport, and he has never missed a day of work in 27 years. Stop it. 27 years. And um, so he shows up to work on this 27th anniversary, and he makes an offhand comment to management. Hey, today's my work anniversary. It's 27 years. I've been here, and I never missed a, missed a day of work. So the management says, well, I, I didn't know that. So he goes and checks some records. They do a company thing while, you know, uh, the shift is going on. And they confirm that what this guy, Kevin Ford, said is, in fact, reality. He's that he never missed a day of work. In 27 years as a cook at Burger King at the airport in Las Vegas. So they scramble. <laughs> Management gets him a, a, a mug, a, a Starbucks gift card. That's so humiliating. And some chocolate. Okay. And, they, you know, he's like, hey, there you go. Congratulations. So he comes home. He tells his daughter. And... Uh, He's like, she's like, Dad, you know, 
I thought they would do a little something extra special for it. So anyway, she was like, I started a GoFundMe page. I told his story on a GoFundMe thing, and I wanted to raise $200 for him. Anyway, uh, it went viral, as these things often do. And uh, as of uh, yesterday, some $270,000 has been raised for this guy. Oh, my gosh, guy. that's awesome. Now, he says, uh, no, his daughter says, uh, he's a, um, uh, my mom died when we were little. So there's four of my sisters, and that's why my dad continued to work there, because they get great health care at Burger King. Really? It's a union shop at the airport. And so he's never missed a day, didn't want to lose his job. But, you know, this $270,000 that came his way, he said, I really don't want that or need that. And quite honestly, I don't want to take a vacation because I don't want to break my record of 27 years. So he so, wants to keep going. He's going to keep on going. 27 years of Burger King, not missing a big day. That's super cool, isn't it? He's got to be flame broiled by this time. <laughs> he probably smells like a whopper, yeah, don't right. you think? Which is a delicious smell, by the way. It is, very much. I wonder what they... I the, think it's the best smelling fast food burger. Because they make a point of pumping that fl- flame so grill thing out. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We're going to talk about analog church. Why we, Kim's next. why we need real people. Do yeah. we need real people? We need everybody here. 101.5 WORD. I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you each day to open the Word of God and ask for His input. And I'm convinced the challenges we face in today's world are more spiritual than they are political or economic. Exploring God's Word together is refreshing. It equips us for everything that comes our way. Join me, and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 930, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. As you know, Our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. And now this blowout sale of the year will not last, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. My Slippers are designed to wear indoors and out all day long, so they're super comfy. Made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue for your feet. Made also with quality leather suede. These are MyPillow slippers at their best. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use promo code WORD. Now, the offer is not going to last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com. 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365, find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. I think what excites them the most is that their children are happy. Cara Bell principal at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. When the children come into school, they love it. And oftentimes, they're super excited when they leave because they don't want to leave. You know, it's always, bye, Mrs. Bell, see you tomorrow. I mean, they're just always happy. And I think that makes parents happy. You want to see your children have a passion for education. We want them to enjoy learning. Imagine, believe, achieve Jubilee Christian School, K-7th through grade, now enrolling for the fall at jubileecs.org. Imagine 
tens of thousands of people from all across this city gathering just to pray. That's what's happening for Pittsburgh Praise, Sunday, July 10th. Believers from across Pittsburgh are uniting for a powerful prayer and worship event because we want to see the goodness of God filling our city and believers working together as one. Visit PittsburghPraise.com to register for free. See you at Heinz Field, July 10th at 2 p.m. for Pittsburgh Praise. Doors open at 1 p.m. I don't know about you, but this is oftentimes how I think about my walk. It's not even a walk. I'm kind of like an Arthur Murray Christian, where I do the cha-cha. I do one step forward, two steps back. One step forward, two steps back. It it is oftentimes a a slow and, quite honestly, fidgety, painful relationship that I have with Jesus. And, And... my only consolation in all this is is that I know that God is patient with me and that I'm not alone. Pastor Jay Kim is with us. He's the lead pastor at Westgate Church in the Silicon Valley of California, teacher in residence at Vintage Faith Church in Santa Cruz. He's got a new workout called Analog Church, Why We Need Real People, Places, and Things in the Digital Age. And Jay, Pastor, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, great to be on with you. Jay, I, I don't know. There are a ton of people, even in my own circle, who say, you know what? It was hard to get used to at first at the beginning of COVID. But now I've just, you know, church having it, you know, online is fine. And, you know, I can kind of cook brunch while I'm doing it. And, you know, so I'm not, I don't feel disconnected or anything, but it just saves me time having to go out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a fair response on the surface. Um, but I think for most of us, especially when we think about the last couple of years of COVID and the isolation and separation and, uh, you know, sort of life being mediated on the digital, uh, in the digital space, I, I think there's probably for all of us a, an intrinsic longing and desire to um, want more. And I think that's because God's designed us that way. We're embodied human beings who need embodied realities, mm. embodied humans uh, to experience life to the full. Yeah. But what about that gathering? I mean, I mean, Jesus calls us to be together, right? But COVID made it easier not to be together. So where are you in your church? I mean, is it something that you're actively pursuing saying, yeah, you can do Zoom, but we prefer to see you in person or does it matter? Yeah, we try to push our people toward in-person. We still have online services, uh, but a big part of that is because we've got folks, lots of folks in our church who, for a variety of reasons, you know, can't show up in person. Maybe they don't quite feel comfortable doing that at this point. Um, And, you know, full disclosure, we've also found that online is actually, it's sort of a new lobby or the new foyer. You know, that's where new people go to check out a church before they ever step So we don't want to lose that big, wide open door, Uh, but we are also really clear and really upfront about the fact that we believe uh, church is the gathered people of God, so that when folks are ready, you know, we always sort of push and prod in that direction, join us in person and experience, you know, the goodness of God uh, amongst the people of God. Jay, John and I uh, had a similar experience where, you know, in that year and a half, we were both working from home, uh, doing the show from home. And so he was in his spare room 
on Zoom. I was in my spare room on Zoom. Uh, we didn't see each other in person for, months. I don't know, six months, something like that. Um, and then when it came time for us to return to working here at the station, we had a lot of trepidation about it because it was different. Because we were, you get used to doing a thing, especially if it's a job um, or yeah. a church thing, something that's week, you know, regular. You get used to doing it a certain way. And so breaking yeah. out of that is hard. Now, once yeah. we came back to work, we'd been back to work for two days and we were like, oh my gosh, this is way better. But getting over that hump was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And if you would have told me ahead of time that it would be hard, I would have poo-pooed it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, I think that's true. But I think most of us also know that um, the best things in life, the most meaningful things in life very rarely come easily. You know, the moments we celebrate the most, um, graduation, uh, the birth of a child, a new job, you know, um, uh, kicking an old habit that you've wanted to kick for a long time, getting in shape, uh, having a breakthrough maybe in your sort of mental health or with counseling, whatever it might be, the most meaningful steps we take in life never come easy. And in some, you know, beautiful, profound way, it's the fact that it came through effort and effortful participation that actually um, imbues the experience with so much meaning. So I think that's intrinsic to human experience. I think most people understand that. I think most people embrace that. And uh, we've just gotten into a habit of thinking that discipleship to Jesus, following Jesus, and um, living life in, within the context of the Church, that it's supposed to be easy. Uh, but if it were so easy, it would lose its value, its meaning, you know? So it, it would be like ordering lunch through, through you know, like a drive through or an app. Yeah. That's very different than a long afternoon of um, cutting vegetables and uh, grilling meat uh, with loved ones and preparing a meal. But, you know, it's a different experience when you share a meal like that that you've sort of labored over in love. At the same time, Pastor, I mean, church is sure messy, isn't it? I mean, it's messy because we're messy. We're all just a, we're just a, a mess of people. And so, you know, one thing that COVID church did was, well, I don't have to share my mess with anybody. I mean, right. here comes here comes John, and you know, in his craziness, and or, you know, I don't want to get into all that. Right, exactly. You know, <laughs> I'll look to my left and find a different guy to talk to. Um, yeah. As a pastor, did it make pastoring easy to be, you know, the the Zoom guy? Because I mean, it's just because it's a mess, it's hard. I mean, it's just hard to be alive, let alone hard to be transparent and go to church. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, in some ways it, it made it, I guess, less complicated to be online. But really, in the most meaningful ways, it made it far more challenging. You know, the idea of church, the boundaries got expanded and stretched to their breaking point, I would say. You know, when people can sit in the comfort of their own home and turn on any one of, you know, thousands of preaching options on a Sunday morning, and I'm not, you know, I'm not against that. I think there's great Christian content out there that if it's helpful for folks, they should consume. But the church uh, is very different than Christian content. Preaching and the gospel is obviously a part of that, but the church is so much more than that. The mm. church, again, the gathered people of God. So, um, you know, I think about uh, Paul's words in Ephesians, you know, when he says that Christ has become our peace, 
and he has um, essentially broken or torn down the dividing wall of hostility, mm-hmm. making two into one, right? Um, that's what it looks like to be the church. I think of Jesus's final prayer for us before his arrest and crucifixion in John 17, when he says, you know, Father, I pray that they may be one as you and I are one. That's a part of the calling of what it means to be the church. So, yes, it is more convenient. It is less taxing, and it is less complex and less tense to um, do your own thing and just constantly, you know, put forth effort to surround yourself with people who are just like you and think like you and Mm -hmm. hold the same political opinions as you. But that's not the calling of the church. The calling of the church is not to gather with those with whom we are, you know, perfectly compatible, but rather to gather with those um, who are not like us and to be made one in the family of God, which is not easy. It comes with a lot of pain and heartbreak and sacrifice and compromise and kindness and compassion and generosity. Um, But if and when Christians can do that, we put on display for the world uh, a brand new vision of what it means to be um, a people together. Mm -hmm. Jay, and you talking just there about the dividing wall of hostility, you know, I've thought about that phrase a lot over the last couple of years. And I don't know, I've just been thinking about the fact that, you know, it's talking in, you know, in the context about people of Jewish background and people of Gentile background. Um, yeah. And I wonder, you know, how I'm thinking that they were living pretty separate lives. Um, each in their own communities, having their own traditions, right? Having their own experiences, you know, it's a, and so it's, that was a radical thought that the, right. that, that dividing wall, I mean, there wasn't a dividing wall of like semi unkindness. It was a dividing wall of hostility, right? So it had to have been yeah. bad. Um, yeah. so like the times we're living in now are, you know, it's not like they're un, unknown. It's not like it, it. I mean, this is we're going through things that have been gone through in the past and Christ and his, you know, sacrifice and resurrection were enough to bring yeah. this to bring the sides together. Right. Yeah. And I think it's still enough. You know, that sounds impossible today because of various dividing walls that we've put up and that media in particular. And I'm not against media, but. You know, news media in particular sort of emphasize these dividing walls. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we are sort of caricaturized into Mm -hmm. avatars rather than real complex human beings. So, you know, you're either Republican or Democrat. You're either conservative or liberal. You're either white or black. You're either on and on and on. And uh, yet, you know, the vision of Christian community is such that um, it's this beautiful mosaic of people from every tribe, every nation, every tongue. And that's sort of a euphemism for all that which divides us, because like you said, at the time, those divisions, you know, different tribes, different languages and cultures, different nations, uh, man, those walls were, were much thicker and much taller than even the walls that divide us today. That's mm-hmm. hard to imagine, you know, because today in our culture, it's like, man, whoever you voted for, that distinguishes you as living in one camp or the other. Well, at the time, at the time of Jesus, uh, you know, national boundaries and linguistic and cultural boundaries, religious boundaries, they were really tall and really thick. And yet 
Um, we are all today a part of this Christian movement because people who had very little uh, in, in common with each other decided that their union in Christ was more beautiful and more profound and more meaningful than anything else that could have divided them. So I think that's the call. I, I don't think that calling has changed. I think Christians are, are called to the same sort of pursuit of unity uh, and commonality, um, despite all the, that which divides us in our culture today. Mm. We're talking with Pastor Jay Kim from Westgate Church in the Silicon Valley. His new work is called Analog Church, Why We Need Real People, Places and Things in the Digital Age. So, Pastor, is that your encouragement? I mean, that's why you say, I, I'm going to spend time and write about the Analog Church, is that why we need to be together. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think that, again, I said it before, but, you know, there is nothing that can replace embodied presence with one another. I just think it's so vitally important. And it's important in terms of what it means to be the people of God, and it's important in terms of uh, what it looks like to follow Jesus faithfully in the digital age. So, yeah, you know, I have a couple of books on the matter. Analog Church, of course, is one, and then a new book coming out at the end of July called Analog Christian, which is all about the fruit of the, the Spirit of God as He cultivates new life in us. So it's it's both and, you know, it's communal and it is personal, and those two things sort of intertwine with one another. But I think that if we can lean into, uh, you know, the life that God has for us, the life He longs to cultivate in us by His Spirit, then we're gonna it's gonna feel like a breath of fresh air in the midst of, you know, all of the digital divide and the digital chaos that we find ourselves in. Amen to that. Come Holy Spirit, come. Pastor, thanks an awful lot. Appreciate the work. Yeah, thank you both so much. Thank you. Pastor Jake Kim, Westgate Church in the Silicon Valley, uh, Analog Church. And as you had heard, he just got a brand new work coming up at the uh, end of this month as well. Take a quick break. We're just getting underway here. Four o'clock hour of the ride home. Scream for ice cream. That's exactly what's happening every day at the Springhouse in 84. We're literally up to our elbows in ice cream. But who could resist a cotton candy ice cream cone? Or how about cookie dough? Or Heath Crunch? Or even raspberry chocolate yogurt? You've just got to try them all. If not a cone, then how about a toasted almond fudge ball? Creamy vanilla ice cream rolled in toasted chopped almonds and topped with gooey hot fudge and real whipped cream. Or better yet, a strawberry ice cream shortcake made with real old-fashioned shortcakes, smothered with sliced strawberries, and again, real whipped cream. Jump in the car now. Head to 84 in the Springhouse, where we want you to scream for ice cream. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you, even if you have type 2 diabetes or over weight or have high blood pressure. 
Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. Imagine tens of thousands of people from all across this city gathering just to pray. That's what's happening for Pittsburgh Praise, Sunday, July 10th. Believers from across Pittsburgh are uniting for a powerful prayer and worship event because we want to see the goodness of God filling our city and believers working together as one. Visit PittsburghPraise.com to register for free. See you at Heinz Field, July 10th at 2 p.m. for Pittsburgh Praise. Doors open at 1 p.m. It's Trinity Jewelers' 6th Annual Half-Off, Half-The-Store Sale. It only happens once a year. Come to Trinity Jewelers this Thursday through July 12th and get half-off, half-the-store. 50% of all their jewelry will be going for 50% off. Select items up to 70% off. So shop early for the best selection. Trinity Jewelers' Half-Off, Half-The-Store Sale at Trinity Jewelers' Mount Nebo Road. Celebrating 22 years at their schoolhouse location. Ends July 12th. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Celebrity birthdays today, John. Hey. Always happy to present those to you. And just. <laughs> and this is just a weird thing. A weird segment. I know. Who it's... talks about celebrity birthdays? I know. Us? And because you have this weird ability to uh, know how old people are. Um, so I have two for you today. Okay. Uh, the first one Edie Falco. I know you're a fan. Oh. <laughs> Now, wait a second. I'm not really a fan. Uh, I know Edie Falco uh, only through one one thing, which is The Sopranos. Okay. Which I never saw. You know what? Um, I've seen two episodes. Oh, okay. So you haven't really seen it either. But I've got my good friend. Right. Who was in it? Yeah. So I really can't comment on Edie Falco. Did you ever talk to James about her? Like, do you know anything about Edie Falco? Uh, oh, yeah. we, well, we're not going to talk about no, it on the air? No, okay, no, that's no, fine. no. no. <laughs> No. Don't want to delve into that. No. Uh, uh, it's Edie's uh, birthday today. Okay, happy birthday, Edie Falco. I, well, this is purely a guess. Okay. Since uh, I would say because I, you know, um, my relationship uh, in the past. Um, so um, me, I would say she's fifty six. <laughs> wow, that's pretty close. She's fifty nine. Fifty nine. Okay, 59. all right. Okay, not bad. Okay, uh, and the next one, uh, one of my favorites, Gary. And the same <laughs> now that's a sad story. Why is that a sad story? Because he can't sing anymore. Well, I was actually wondering what the update on that was. was there is no about... update. I, I've read this. That's Huey Lewis, of course. Yes. Huey Lewis and the, the news. news. I wonder mm-hmm. how the news is doing. I love that band. Oh, that is the happiest sounding band. Uh, that Do was... you like that band? Oh, very much so. Um, that Gary, did you ever play cards with him or anything? Huey Lewis. Got any any uh, stories on Huey? Lewis? I don't think I met him. No. Oh darn it. Um, that's a very particular 80s sound. I mean, that that was me riding a bicycle around New York City with a Walkman. Wow, listening a cassette to, Walkman? A cassette Walkman, yeah. listening to, you know, uh-huh. I want a new drug. Yeah. Right? Uh, um, Huey Lewis is old. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's fair to say. Uh, I would say Huey Lewis is 74? Two? 
72. Mm-hmm. Okay. Younger than I thought. 72. So his voice is gone. He, he, no, it's not his voice. He has Meniere's disease, okay. which is a uh, balance disorder. Oh, right. That he can't sing. can affect your hearing. And so his hearing has been affected, which is why he can't sing. So he doesn't know if he's on key or not. Right. Right. Now, he's had Meniere's maybe seven or eight years. So I'm not... Were you just reading about him today? Yes. Okay. So it is still in effect and yes. he's not able to sing. Right, right. He's saying it's over, basically. Wow, that's really sad. He's a wonderful performer. And he came to prominence late in life. You know, he was like, he became famous in his 40s as right. opposed to in his 20s, when a lot of people do. Yeah. Which is probably why he's ended up being a relatively well-adjusted person. Probably so. Yeah, I'm a fan. Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis, best of, is one of uh, just the happiest sounding CDs, albums, yeah. however you want to listen to it that you'll find. And when you... Don't you oftentimes go, I need some happy music? Yes. Right? There you is know, a- they were all college friends at Berkeley. They all went to Berkeley College oh, of Music, no. and then they kind of formed their Interesting. band out of that. Don't we have a Berkeley School of Music grad here at the station? Mike Adams. Yeah, I wonder if he knew Huey. Well, he's not, he's not anywhere near. In the, in the, they're not anywhere yeah, close think, in age. Yeah, Mike's considerably younger, yeah. but could ask him. Oh, happy birthday, Huey and Edie. And Edie. Very nice. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey Eric With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The July 4th holiday travelers are returning home now. The AAA says of the 48 million people who traveled over the long holiday weekend most went by car Car travel expected to set a new record, even though gas prices are historically high. Four eighty a gallon today. AAA Senior Vice President Paula Twydale says summer travel is kicking into high gear. People are ready for a break, she says, and they may be going by car in record numbers because of the airline cancellations and delays. AAA says the share of people traveling by air will be the lowest in more than a decade. I'm Rita Foley. And the gunman who attacked an Independence Day parade that killed at least six people in suburban Chicago, Robert Cremo, is now behind bars. The Dow is down 285 points, the Nasdaq up 126. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced over-designed, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set, with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just 3 bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! Pittsburgh CLO presents Godspell, the beloved musical from the composer of Wicked, Stephen Schwartz. This new production, created just for Pittsburgh, is filled with beloved hits. Bless the Lord, we beseech thee, 
beautiful city and day by day. Prepare ye for Godspell, a show overflowing with kindness, tolerance, and love. One week only, July 12th through the 17th at the Benedum Center. For tickets, visit PittsburghCLO.org. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Whose rule book do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rule book and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy & Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello, anyone? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard. Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Cloudy and humid tonight with a heavy thunderstorm around. Thunderstorms could bring hail and damaging winds. will reach a low of 70. It'll be humid tomorrow with a couple of thunderstorms, especially late. Otherwise, cloudy skies in the morning with intervals of clouds and sun for the afternoon will reach a high of 84. Cloudy and humid tomorrow night, low 69. More clouds than sun Thursday. It'll be humid with a thunderstorm in a couple of spots at a high of 82. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. How do you feel about perfume? I like perfume, but it has to be in the right... Milieu. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I... I don't feel like I'm good at picking it out. Oh. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, if I smell one on someone else, I think, oh, that's nice. But if you took me to a store... And they all just smell like perfume. I mean, they smell different. I can tell them apart, but I can't really tell what I like and what I don't like. Oh, so you don't have a, this is my scent. Uh, I do because it's the only one I have. So that's easy. <laughs> but it wasn't like I invested months of time or days or hours, even right, minutes coming right. up with that. Now, here we are in this, you know, hermetically sealed room. Yes. You don't often, I never. I try not to because we're very close. And so I don't want to like overpower you with right. something crazy. Speaking of that, you do know people. <laughs> Ex- which is what I'm trying right? to avoid. I, mean, yeah, I, yeah. I do. It always, I always kind of love it. I do. Whenever you smell someone before almost you see them. Right. Right? I mean. And that can be good. It's fun. That's I, like a signature type of thing. It very much is. But what if you don't like the smell, then. Have you ever, like, I've been to church. And oh, like, are you you're, kidding? And you're like, you know, a pew or three or 10 pews away and you go, what's going on what? there? Exactly. You know, I, re- I had a, a, I had chosen a scent when I was in college Yeah, and it was probably two years later 
that all my roommates told me that none of them liked it. <laughs> Two years? Mm-hmm. Took oh, them that long to oh, get the guts man. up. Imagine. That's no. why they didn't tell me they didn't like my boyfriend. That's rough. Okay, so I, I saw an article today. Um, get a whiff of this. So a perfumer by the name of David Moltz, he says this. You know that scene where Mary is washing Jesus' feet with an alabaster jar of nard? It's such a spiritual moment. What would that smell like? Nard, or spike nard, is a lesser-known essential oil than lavender or jasmine, best known from its biblical reference as the fragrance of Mary Magdalene used to anoint Jesus. Ms. Moltz, a founder, Mr. Moltz, a founder of the fragrance label DS and Durga, imagined that it would smell very Valerian-esque. I don't, I don't even know, know what, what that is. Valerian-esque. So he bottled it up, and he named the perfume Jesus' Feet. One of 12 fragrances in the religious vegetables subgenre of perfumes that this man has made. It is Art Meets Scent Exhibition. It opened last week on display July 2nd at the Olafactory Art Keller, a tiny Chinatown gallery in New York City. It's next door to a seafood market. So Ooh, you would imagine. about Olfactory. Jesus Feet, a bottle, cost $1,500. Mm-hmm. Okay, now wait a minute. So this is a, a an exhibition that you can visit it's and both. you can buy. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, it's a gallery where you can buy apparently limited editions of one-of-a-kind fragrances, which the premier exhibit, the premier brand or scent, is called Jesus Feet. Now, this guy wants to push the boundaries. He says he has something called, another fragrance is called No Shirt Temple. It contains essential oils that he bought on the side of the road in India after visiting an 11th century temple. The dress code requires men to go topless. So that's why he called it No Shirt Temple. It's uh, it's made with some very weird uh, ingredients, which I'd rather not talk about on the air. But would you be more inclined? Would you like to try? I'd like to go to the exhibit. I think that would be super fun to go to the exhibit. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that, in fact. Do they still have that? They... Well, you know, they're a super... Uh, they're pe- you know, like they have sommeliers who will help you through your wine decisions. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Part part of their skill level is that they can. their olfactory system is... Very high functioning. Yes. So you would think that there'd be a scent master. Yes, I would think there would be. Why don't you do that? The, well, because I don't know. I don't think I'm skilled enough for that. And if I can't tell the, if I can't pick a perfume for myself, I'm pretty sure I'm not ready for that. Um, also, the TV show Elementary, starring uh, Johnny Lee Miller, mm-hmm. uh, he has a recurring character who comes on periodically, and uh, his name is the Nose. Oh. And so he can come and immediately determine. Break things down uh-huh. for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I would love to meet somebody like that. I bet that person would be very afraid of COVID. Heck yeah, they would, right? It could, you know, endanger their life's work. What about those people like that? Yeah, I mean, people who make their their living smelling, tasting, sipping, right? Right, COVID is like a s- serious danger to them. Yeah. My sister was here this weekend, and she's probably almost six, six and a half months past COVID, Still no, can't smell or taste, huh? What? Well, no, that's not true. That's not true. She can taste. She can't smell. Really? Yeah. What does that say? What does that it's mean? It's really upsetting to her. She's having a very hard mm-hmm. time dealing with it. She really, it's really, uh, no bo- doubt, of it course, really it, bothers her. So we were at lunch today 
with our new friends. Yeah. I want to thank Dave and Martha, who were so kind. Yeah. They donated to our Last Food for the Poor campaign in an excessive amount. Yes, thank and, you, Dave and Martha. And uh, therefore purchased a lunch with us. And we had such a good time today. One of my thank, first questions. I want to thank them for loving Food for the Poor, first of all. Mm, excellent. And caring enough to meet with us. And mm-hmm. your question was? Have you had COVID? Oh, right. I mean, there we are sitting together in close proximity, the four of us at lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the first things I said. They said no. Mm-hmm. Not that they know of. Right, which is the same thing you and I said. Right. So are we on the minority? It feels as though. I, I think we would be. At over this the point. weekend, I think I, I, I told you, um, two of my family members, uh, my one of my nieces and one of my nephews, both got COVID. I didn't know that. Yeah, actually, one of my sisters as well. So, I mean, it feels as though. How many people do you know have had COVID? A Most. Lot. Most, yeah, yeah. There are there are much few, many fewer people that I know who haven't had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, but none of your family's had it. Well, until now. I mean, you're immediate. Oh no. Yeah, everyone in my family's no. had it. My husband's had it twice. What the heck? Yeah, you haven't. Oh. I don't know what it means. I, I don't know. Every time I, I just kind of resign yourself to the fact that you're going to get it, don't you? Yes, you, we have to get it. We can't not get it. So far, so good. That's all you can <laughs> see, say. See, that is the problem right now. By saying that out loud, I next know. week I'll be, how's John? Next <laughs> week, it'll probably be Wednesday. <laughs> it's tomorrow. All right, coming, that is coming up next, our friend, the Reverend Terry Tim. We're going to talk about the spirit of freedom. Stay with us. It's the Tuesday uh, post-4th of July edition. The Ride Home. W-O-R-D. It's summer in Pittsburgh, but Word FM is already talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the W-O-R-D half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com slash tuitions. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. And now, this blowout sale of the year will not last, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. My Slippers are designed to wear indoors and out all day long, so they're super comfy. Made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue for your feet. Made also with quality leather suede. These are MyPillow slippers at their best. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use promo code WORD. Now, the offer is not going to last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com. 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD. The fight for the unborn is raging in our country. The Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, clearing the way for many states to ban or severely limit abortion. The debates have never been stronger. During this critical time, the award-winning film, The Matter of Life, cuts through the rhetoric and hatred and exposes the real issues surrounding the plight of the unborn. The Matter of Life. Stream it today at SalemNow.com and have your own life transformed as you watch The Matter of Life. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow, 
help with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible where academic excellence goes hand in hand with character development consider christian education right now local christian schools are offering half price tuitions for first-time enrollees like pittsburgh christian academy in west mifflin visit wordfm.com tuitions Our biblical beliefs about marriage, human sexuality, and gender are increasingly countercultural. In fact, our views are often considered offensive and infringing on personal freedom. Sometimes this makes Christians look like the bad guys. How should we respond? Request your copy of the book, Being the Bad Guys, available today at truthforlife.org. Fourth of July yesterday, very nice day, despite the tragedy in this country. Terry Tim is with us. Terry Tim is the uh, lead pastor of Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, welcome back. How, how are you doing today? Afternoon, John and Kathy. I'm doing well. Good. Doing well. It feels like a Monday, but it's a Tuesday. That's exactly, exactly what John it. said. It's, it's just weird, the way it is. It's a weird day. We're all living through it. Um, Terry, when you uh, are thinking about freedom, uh, which is what you said you wanted to talk about today. That has so many different contexts, and every but depending on <laughs> on kind of how you view the world w- through your ideology, you can be really into freedom about a certain thing, right? But not into the other side having freedom about a certain thing. So it seems like our freedom we like our freedom, but we don't want to give it to another person. Uh, you, that was a great summary in like fifteen <laughs> seconds. You nailed it. And you use that word ideology, which is a is a potent word, and we have all sorts of ideologies being thrown around in our day in the midst of all of the, the culture wars that we're a part of. And I have to be honest, yesterday was a, was a challenging day yes. uh, for me personally, and I think uh, particularly for our nation in where we are in the arc of our history. I'm I'm a big fan of freedom. I think it's an amazing uh, gift that we can bestow on others. We can receive it from God, from a government. But it's really important that we rightly understand freedom. And I think particularly as followers of Jesus, we need to first and foremost anchor ourselves in biblical freedom. And that's one of the problems I think that we have in our country right now that many people, uh, and I'm talking particularly to Christ followers, I'm not sure that we're first and foremost rooted in a biblical understanding of freedom. I think for, for many of us, we've morphed on to a cultural or national understanding of freedom, which is important, but for, from where I sit, we have to understand the freedom that we have in Christ first and foremost. Okay, so Terry, then that begs the question. Please define for us, what is biblical freedom? Well, Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I like what David uh, Walsh Foster said, but not until it's done with you. (laughs) Letting Jesus' truth actually work itself out into completion in our lives. We are free in Christ. Um, Right now in our church, we're preaching through uh, a series on the Holy Spirit. We're taking 10 weeks to 
to unpack and explore the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And when we were mapping out the series, we picked out these 10 different topics and we whiteboarded it. And we weren't really paying attention to to dates or anything like that. And we decided we were going to spend two weeks looking at Galatians chapter 5. And it just so happened that Galatians 5 came up on July 3rd, this past Sunday. And imagine my surprise when I opened up Galatians 5 last week to begin my sermon preparation. And the first verse says, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. I'm like, oh, I think the Holy Spirit's got the Spirit's fingerprints even on our sermon planning. And so this idea that we're we're free, Christ came to set people free from the bondage of sin and uh, this enslavement we have to our our human desires. And the Apostle Paul in Galatians 5, he he talks a lot about uh, the enslavement that we have to the flesh, the sinful desire. We want what we want. The heart wants what it wants. We go after these things. And we, we think we're free when we get what we want. But quite often I've discovered that I can get what I think I want. It, it actually, it, it enslaves me. I become captive to that thing that I think is going to be, be fulfilling or help me arrive in my life. It, and Jesus says, The thing that will truly set you free is when you put your faith and your hope and your trust completely in me, not in anything, not in anyone, not in any image or accomplishment, but first and foremost in me. And that's why the Apostle Paul says it was for freedom that Christ has Mm -hmm. set you free. Stand firm them and do not let yourself be bound up by any yoke of slavery. And so probably each of us and all of us have our own little thing that we go to that actually enslaves us. Let me give you just maybe a couple examples. Henry Nouwen. Uh, I, love, I love the work of Henry Nouwen, the Catholic priest who's, who's been gone for a number of years. But, but he said, there are three lies that we typically buy into as, as humans. And usually one of us, one of these is more applicable to us. He said, I am what I do. I am what I do. I am what I do. Sorry, I lost you there for a moment. We're back. We're back. Okay, that's good. So now it said there are three lies that we can get caught up in. The first one is I am what I do. I am what I accomplish. And Mm -hmm. so my identity is all wrapped up in what I do for God. And that enslaves me because God says, I love you, Terry, no matter what you do or don't do. Some of us get enslaved by the, the lie of, I am what I have. And so we think we possess things. If I get this, I get that, then I'll be free. I can do whatever I want. And then we just end up getting entrapped in that thing. Or or I am what people say or think of me. And so we're always trying to massage our image and, and get people to think or say things that uh, are affirming and approving. And we get caught up in that. And Jesus says, no. I'm setting you free. But he also says, don't use your freedom to indulge yourself. Use your freedoms to serve others. Hmm. And that's where I think we're facing a real crisis point in our culture is how do we use the freedom that we've been given in Christ? And I would say, how would we use our freedoms that we have as 
citizens of this country for the well-being of others. And, and that's the challenge point. That brings us into such like stark relief in comparison to, to the culture. I mean, if you're looking at, you know, the enslavement we have to our sinful desires, the message of our current culture truly is the opposite of that, which is if you can't live according to the way you want, then you have to throw off everything that gets in the way. So regardless of, you know, there there should be no restrictions, there should be no, there should be nothing that gets in the way of your sexual freedom or your gender identity, or, you know, you shouldn't have to go to a job if you don't want to, you shouldn't have to report to a person you don't want to, you shouldn't have to be responsible to governing authority you don't like. I mean, truly, we, everything about contemporary America is the opposite of this. This idea of freedom for me or freedom for us. Do I use my freedom, again, to indulge my own desires, or the, the scriptures call us to use our freedom to promote the common good, to serve others, to bless others, to, to love others in concrete, tangible ways? And you're right, Kathy. I mean, think about, you can go all the way across the political spectrum, and you think about some of the issues that are dividing our country on both the right and the left, and really both both sides are... You know, I want unfettered freedom. I want to do what I want to do. I, I was I was talking to a friend of mine, Pastor Chris Ansel, today. We were talking about this a little bit, and he he used he brought up this phrase, "My body, my choice." Right? We hear that uh, particularly in in the the pro-abortion, pro-choice kind of camp. It's my body, my choice. I have reproductive rights, but we've also heard that phrase, "My body, my choice." regarding masks and vaccines, right? right? So, I mean, both sides kind of of the political spectrum have, you know, exerted like this in this hyper individualism where the scriptures always call us to a communitarian sense of my freedom. I need to use that and steward that for the well-being of others, which means sometimes I am not going to get what I want. And that's actually the example of Jesus, who is the ultimate, you know, the epitome of what a free life actually looks like. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I, I started my, my sermon, you know, on Sunday by reading, you know, a little bit from the, the Declaration of Independence, right? We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, how would Jesus like respond to these rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? And Jesus basically said, I'm going to give up my rights to life and liberty and happiness for the sake of others. I'm going to give them up my freedoms, all the freedoms, all the prerogative that I hold as the divine son of God. I'm going to lay those down so that I can give life of the world. That's the model that as Christ followers we have. That's the paradigm for freedom, using our freedom in love. And so when I hear you say that, Terry, I, I think, you know, uh, it's an indictment against us is that we're just so 
used to our freedom. We've been spoiled by our freedom so much that we don't really know what we have or we don't hold it as precious as it is because we've just been born with it. This is how we live. This is what we expect. And the rest of humanity, the rest of the world, well, you know, yeah, you figure it out on your own terms. But what I've got, I'm just going to, you know, exploit to the nth degree because this is what I have. It is embedded in us, and I think a big part of it is on is in my sinful nature. I, I was with my daughter a couple of weeks ago, my older daughter, and we were driving to Michigan for a family wedding. And I'm on I-80, you know, headed toward, you know, west. Yeah. And if you've ever been on that road, it's like four lanes, oh my wide open, mm-hmm. straight as could be. Flat as anything. Flat, right? Speed limit is 70, and... I'll, I'll, I'll own up to it. I, I was going more than the speed limit. Sure. But I said, I said to my daughter, I said, there should be an unlimited, there should be no speed limit on this road. You should be able to go as fast as you want. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. mind, yeah. And, and as I even, as I said that out loud, like it's all about me. I want to go as fast as I want. But the speed limit is a constraint and that constraint is designed to keep us safe. And, and I was doing a little research, like, for every 10 miles an hour that you're going faster, the chance of a fatal accident increases like two or three or fourfold, hmm. right? So the speed limit is a constraint to not only keep me safe, but to keep the other people on the road. But me, no, we I'm don't care about 70. them, though. We don't care about them. I'm going 75 and I want to go unlimited. Now, that's a simple illustration from my life, but that is illustrative of I want what I want and I really don't care about other people. That's that's the heart of the sinful, sinful nature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, you know, as followers of Jesus, you know, we we really need to celebrate a dependence day. We're not independent from Jesus. We need to be dependent upon Jesus for everything and to use the freedom that he's given to us the freedom to be the people he's created us to be he's redeemed us to be he's gifted to be to use those freedoms again to to humbly serve other people in love that's that's the way of jesus it's the reverend terry tim christ community church of the south hills we need to take a break when we return uh terry's family has had some significant challenges when it comes to caregiving we're going to talk about that so if you are in a position where you're caring for someone else and need some hope and help stay with us we'll be right back When assigned to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products lock in your quote today schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com you've tried the rest now try the best windowsrustpittsburgh.com windows 
you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years for fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365. Find them online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in Northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life or a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. This is Pastor Tom Hall. People are capable of such goodness. So why are we at war with each other? It turns out the Christian faith is completely realistic about human nature. Faith gives us the tools to examine ourselves and imagine a better future. Join us for worship at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown, Sundays at 1045, for our sermon series, What's Wrong With Us? Learn more at fpcp.org. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Did you know 40% of Pennsylvania homes have elevated levels of radioactive radon gas? Testing is the only way to know if your home is at risk and as easy as one, two, three. First, buy a test kit from your local hardware store. Run the test in your home following the package instructions. Act on your results if they're high. Contact a certified radon mitigation company for help. For more information, go to dep.pa.gov slash radon. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Cloudy and humid tonight with a heavy thunderstorm around. Thunderstorms could bring hail and damaging winds will reach a low of 70. It'll be humid tomorrow with a couple of thunderstorms, especially late. Otherwise, cloudy skies in the morning with intervals of clouds and sun for the afternoon will reach a high of 84. Cloudy and humid tomorrow night, low 69. More clouds than sun Thursday. It'll be humid with a thunderstorm in a couple of spots at a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry Tim is with us. Terry's a regular guest on our show over these many years. And Terry, uh, we don't want to delve into your personal life too deeply, but we do know that um, you and your family have been uh, suffering through some um, different um, medical maladies over these many years. And when Kath and I talk about you, we talk about you oftentimes as a friend, but also as a caregiver and the work that you do to support those that you love around you. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? the opportunity and i just i want to say thank you to both of you for caring for me uh, as friends and as sisters and brothers in christ one of the things that has been amazing over over the last couple of years as uh my family and i have just struggled with personal health issues is the love of friends and and sisters and brothers in christ in in tangible ways in uh text messages phone calls facebook messages it's really a beautiful thing when the community of uh, the community of God and, and the community of, of people we, we, we surround one another in love. Um, four years ago, I was actually I was on sabbatical, and uh, I was in Ireland, and the Celts. Uh, when you go to these ancient sites, the Celts had, had constructed all these round stone uh, structures, 
And it's this, this reminder that we are encircled by the presence of God and friends and family uh, step in to be God to us in terms of mediating the presence of God through that, that love and care. So thank you to, to, to both of you for being uh, a caregiver uh, to me. I have to be honest, caregiving does not come naturally to me. I am not, I am not the best caregiver. Uh, there, there's a personality assessment called strength, strength finders, and it lists your, your 34 signature themes of strengths and, uh, my number 33 next to the bottom is empathy. How do you tell my people, how does it feel to have a pastor whose second lowest strength is? Good job there. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 but we learn, uh, yeah. we learn alongside. Yeah. I, I think, you know, uh, we've been walking with our daughter through, through some significant health crisis and, and we're kind of in lockdown mode. I hear, heard you talking about COVID mm-hmm. earlier and we've, we've avoided COVID. Nobody in our family, immediate family has had it. We're like, Oh my gosh. And she's incredibly susceptible uh, right now. She's in a hundred day window in about day 43 to a hundred days of rebuilding her immune system. But, but for me, I, I think the, the, the key in caregiving is, is presence presence Be, being present with people uh, jesus was a master at this yeah emmanuel god with us and quite often when people are facing traumatic things the, the truth is there's very little we can do and sometimes there's nothing we can do but be with the person mm-hmm. who is suffering emotionally physically spiritually relationally to just be present, to sit with them, to listen to them, um, and sometimes just just no speech at all. Uh, often, my daughter uh, she'll she'll sit on the uh, on our deck, and uh, we'll we'll just sit there and for five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, no conversation, but just knowing that she's not alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you know someone, uh, be be present to them, and, and manifest care uh, through that. There's also, you know, there's a, there's a time to bring real help to people in real need. And that can be, you know, simple things. You know, today my daughter said, Dad, I have a craving for a Duncan's iced chai latte. Hmm. <laughs> like, like the last thing I want to do is get in my car and drive down to Duncan's. Right. <laughs> like, okay, we'll do that. If that's the itch that you have mm-hmm. in this moment and I can, I can meet that practical, tangible need, uh, I'll do it. Uh, Henry Cloud says, you know, we, we need to discern, do people need hope or people need help? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just need a word of hope. It's going to be okay. You can get through this. And sometimes they need help in the form of an iced chai latte. And you just, you do the practical thing. So <laughs> I love that. Whatever it takes as a caregiver. I love that. Terry, I pray for your family every day, and uh, I always pray for them by name. And I, so I want to ask you in particular about your wife, um, because she's been that main person for your daughter. Um, yes. And in the kind of treatments that your daughter has, um, that main person is like particularly significant for a couple of ways we that we don't really have to go into, but she, it's hard to be that main person. So um, can you talk about that, about, you know, the fact that you've been also supporting your wife as you're also, as you're supporting your daughter together? Yeah. Yeah. Patty is, Patty is Abby's primary caregiver. And, 
it, it's demanding. I mean, this has been going on for weeks and uh, months, and that that day in and day out stress um, is, is is hard to imagine. Um, so be, being there and just being patient. Uh, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not seek its own way. Uh, because of my daughter's compromised system, I mean, I'm I'm. I'm out of the house. Uh, I, I'm working out of my basement. I come in and out of my basement, but I'm, I'm actually staying in another place. So I don't even see my family very often. But upholding one another in prayer, uh, tangibly, uh, you know, doing what you can. Uh, caregiving is hard. It's really, really hard. Uh, my, my wife is kind of a double-edged sword as a caregiver. She is a nurse by training. Mm which is, is really helpful when somebody's struggling medically. But a, as a nurse, she knows too much about mm-hmm. what could happen, what's possible. Sure. Uh, so that, so that the emotional stress of that and the burden is, is really hard. So, so just praying for peace, uh, for well-being, for rest, for caregivers is, is a real gift that you can, you can bring to, to those who are on the front lines of, of caregiving. Fabulous. Peace and presence. We've been talking with Terry Tim. He's a pastor of Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, uh, uh, my, my ask is this to all of our listeners out there right now. If you consider yourself to be a prayer, mm-hmm. some people are saying, I'm a prayer warrior. Well, we need you. And we would love to have you as part of this to pray for Terry, for Terry's daughter, Abby, for the extended family of Terry Tim as they go through this process. And we can lift them up as uh, we know Jesus can do all things through him. And, uh, Tara, we just uh, pray for you and for your peace and your safety and for the presence of Christ and Abby in your life. Thank you, John. Thank you, Kathy. And thank you to all the listeners who would offer a prayer for us. It is much appreciated. Thank you. Our pleasure. Truly it is. We love you. Abby and Terry Tim, prayers for them. Put them on your prayer list, please, to lift Abby up. W-O-R-D. Plan now to join Word FM Tuesday, August 16th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress for another fabulous dinner cruise. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers as you enjoy a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The ride homes John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. Don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. My dad is one of my favorite people of all time. Sometimes my eyes feel rolly when he's giving advice, but I've learned more from dad than anyone. Like how saving a few pennies here and there can often be a big deal down the road. One of my favorite dad lessons was, if you're staying at a hotel and you can't see your car from your window, you probably pay too much. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and the mountaintop of my job is when we get to save good people, like Word FM listeners, some life-changing pennies. It's why we're so proud to have our direct lender advantage. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. Our company uses its own money within its own walls, and there's no middleman. For you, this often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on new home purchases or refinances. If you'd like to chat, you could find me and Dad at unitedfaithmortgage.com. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. If you have certain chronic conditions, such as heart disease, asthma, 
diabetes. And you're 19 years of age or older. 52. 36. 42. You may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I'm going to ask my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy show. Over the uh, holiday weekend, the um, the city of Orlando uh, put out a um, an email where they talked about the the, um, the Fourth of July holiday, and um, it was a, it was a weird email. And of course, you you know how city government is. They said this: uh, a lot of people probably don't want to celebrate our nation right now, and we can't blame them. When there is so much division, hate, and unrest, why on earth would you want to have a party celebrating any of it? <laughs> I mean, what the heck? I mean... This is the city of Orlando. Right. Now, as you might imagine, as I read that, I, I, I go, there was a lot of backlash. Was there? As, okay. as well there should be. Yeah. Right? I mean, look, and of course, you know what happened yesterday... It's a horror show. It is a horror show. And we live in a deeply imperfect country. Mm-hmm. We know that. I mean, I was on a, on a thread yesterday and with, with family and friends, and someone said, you know, we don't deserve a, a celebration this year, this country. And I, I don't believe that at all. I mean, these are very, very difficult times. But you need to go back to the genius of what this country is all about. You know, uh, it, it is an imperfect union, but as we struggle daily to make room for the immigrant, to to love the, the unwanted, to try to engage uh, in matters of race or uh, equality, whatever whatever that is, and you know, I know people roll their eyes at that, but it that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It is the American experiment, right? This crazy melting pot of a country where we're all here together, and. Um, I don't know. It, it was a strange, strange Fourth of July, but I love this country, and, and thrilled yeah. to be here. We just were talking about freedom. We take it for granted. Yeah. I mean, holy smokes! How many people around the world? Millions of people who would love to have their own congregation to go to, or their own copy of God's Word to, to hold in their hands. We just kind of shrug our shoulders, and you know that's just how it is. I don't know. 
Not to get on a soapbox, but of course, the, you know, that's why we're here. The, our priorities are so whacked. How is it that we cannot be, especially as believers in Christ, better citizens of this country to uphold these values that are written into the Constitution, to be that person, especially as a citizen of God? How can we not be better, stronger, truer, and at the same time not denigrate this country, not rip it down? I'm so glad you brought this up because I was just thinking yesterday, looking at, you know, kind of scrolling through Twitter and seeing what people were saying on the 4th of July yesterday morning. Yeah, as you said, taking the temperature. Um, But one of the things I kept coming back to is that instead of looking at our the history of the U.S. and our founders and say, you know, trying to tear it all down. Come on. Okay. I wish that people would go back and actually look and read the founding documents. What we need is to get back to what those guys were getting at. I mean, they don't need to be over. Those guys didn't need to be over. Their ideas don't need to be overthrown. I'm not saying that they were uh, perfect people because they for sure weren't. But if you look at the ideals that formed the country, our problem is that we're distant from them. It's not that the ideals are the problem. We're the problem. So it's not that there's nothing to celebrate in America. There is so much to celebrate in America. What we should grieve over, which is appropriate too, is how far we have lapsed from what the original founders of our country set up for us to do. So no. Not set up for us to do. The vision. The, the, the vision that they had for how people could live together. To a more perfect union? Yeah. Is there such a place like that on this earth? I believe that we're the only country that uh, yep. even strives to that, yep. obviously, as screwed up as we've made things for a more for to a more perfect union. I don't know. Uh, you know, we're talking in the uh, four o'clock hour about with David French about how bad things are. And of course, if you want to, you know, drill down into how bad things are, it's easy to get depressed in this country, isn't it? Because everywhere you look, it's like, what the heck is going on? We dislike each other. I would say we hate each other. Rage is uh, on people's minds, especially in their thoughts and their actions, right? What what do we do here as a, as a country? I don't know, but the answer, you're right, is to not, not tear the country. Okay, I read this yesterday, too. This blew my mind. By signing the Declaration of Independence, 56 Americans that did that, they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor, right? No idle pledge. Nine signers died of wounds during the Revolutionary War. Five were captured or imprisoned. Wives and children were killed, jailed, mistreated, or left penniless. Twelve signers of the Declaration of Independence houses were burned to the ground. Seventeen of them lost everything they owned. And not one signer defected. Their honor, like the nation, Remained intact. That's from a plaque at the Capitol. Remained intact. Not one signer defected. 17 of them lost everything they owned for this experiment that we treat like, oh, well, there's nothing to celebrate. So what is it? What, what have we done? How are we so disconnected from each other? Why is there such distrust? You think about... Uh, all those people who died in all the wars to create this more perfect union. And it's such a mess. And I, 
we have to point the finger, especially as believers in Christ. Right? We are we should be people of the truth. And and not to meld the two together, but they are melded together. And this is not a Christian nationalist perspective. But God's word and the word of this country, the two together, create that more perfect union. I truly believe that. So what do we do? How do you have we reached the point where we cannot hit the reset button anymore? Are we headed towards a dissolution of this union? I mean, that seemed laughable that's, to me a while ago. Yeah, it's not but laughable. But now you kind of go, yeah, people are so angry, mm-hmm. so upset, you know. Don't you think, though, look, like reading this, these facts about the signers of the Declaration of Independence, they all sacrificed I mean, some of them sacrificed everything they owned. 17 of them lost everything they owned. So they knew that sacrifice was caught up in their commitment. It was going to require it. But it seems like we are not willing to sacrifice, sacrifice anything. anything. Even the smallest things we don't want to sacrifice. Well, you so, know sacrifice. So, the men and women who join the military, right. they go support this country. But that's a tiny, tiny percent. But the average, the average one of us, we're no, really bad no, at no, sacrificing no. We're anything. We're entitled. Right. So maybe that's why we've become so poor in our outlook is because we're so far away from the idea of sacrifice, which is what made the country go. I don't know. It feels as though everyone's spoiled. Mm-hmm. Everyone just thinks about themselves. We're all about me, me, me. The the idea of America, that more perfect union, is gone from the conversation. I'm... And a more perfect union, that doesn't indicate that the union was perfect at the start. It was never perfect. It was never perfect. It's an ideal we're right, striving right. We're for still, to try to make we're sense still, of. Right. We're still working toward it. So all of your dissatisfaction that the country is imperfect. Yeah, we you just do it. Yeah. It's always been that way. They were way. doing that in 1773 right. exactly. or four or five. Right, 1950 might have been a great year for your family, but for a lot of families in the country, that was not a good year. A hundred percent. So we're still working toward that. I don't know. And again, I just need, as believers in Jesus Christ, what is our role in this, in this, as you're saying, Kath, the sacrifice towards a more perfect union? I mean... We're, we're as guilty as anybody, if not more so. We're angry. We're divisive. We're ready to point the finger. How do you surrender that? The ego. I don't know. That's what it's about, though. around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing It Right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction. Doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing It Right will ensure all work is installed to the industry's highest standards, then back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right. 
Mention Johnny Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to... Find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. I truly have never worked in a place that I've loved so much. Kara Bell, principal at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. The feeling is so warm and open when you walk in. They're very passionate about teaching, passionate about the school, and they love the children. Everybody's willing to step up and help one another. There's just so much love there and compassion for each other. And it's just a nice, warm place to be. Imagine, believe, achieve. Jubilee Christian School, K-7th through grade. Now enrolling for the fall at Jubilee. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop Blindster today and save big. Blindster.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. People raise funds in all sorts of unusual, inventive ways. I've written a story today about a guy named Michael Weridan who finished a 61-day run across the United States, 3,200 miles. Oh, my gosh. 61 days. And he did this to raise $100,000 for World Vision to help provide families around the world access to clean drinking water. He set off from San Francisco... And uh, traveled those uh, three thousand two hundred miles to um, to Delaware, of all places. If you were doing that, if you were doing that whole trip, it wouldn't be very motivational to think you were going to end up in Delaware. Uh, yeah, it? yeah. Um, he said he breezed through thirty five audio books at two times speed, including how many Bil- audio books? Thirty five audio books oh at gosh. two times speed, including Bill Bryson's A Short History of Nearly Everything, which is a very funny book. It is. And uh, he said a low moment uh, was his during this two-month trek came in Indiana where he uh, tweaked his hamstring while avoiding an angry driver who tried to nudge him off the road. Nice. Uh, he said there's incredible beauty in the United States. Right now, I am super Team America. For every one person who tried to run me off the road, I had 10 people that were stopping their car and offering to give me a ride or handing me snacks. I feel so fortunate to get a chance to see parts of the country that I had never seen before and learn a lot about all the different places. Here's the thing. He's 48 years old. It's not like he's 25. Right. He's 48 years old. He averaged more than 50 miles per day. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, that Running. is outrageous. 61 days. 
Yeah. 3,200 miles. Yeah, he said he thought it would always be cool to attempt this, but life got in the way, so it took me 20 years, but I finally put the plan in place. Inspired by Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. <laughs> run, Forrest, run. Now, also, did you say that he was a professional ultramarathoner? I did not. Yeah, he yeah probably. Right, it's yeah. not like it was some dude. No, just some guy waiting for a bus right, like decided some, to run. Like some bank executive or a plumber who was like, you know what I should do? No, it wasn't like that. I mean, this is someone who knows That's what he's cool. doing. He's twice completed the World Marathon Challenge, which requires participants to run seven marathons on seven continents in seven days. Holy smokes. So I wonder what World Vision's response is. I mean, so Thank you. I think it would be a good one. So deeply creative and uh, gave up a junk, big chunk of his life. That's fabulous. Well, I hate running. Yeah, I hate I'm it so much. I really admire people. That, I see people running and I'm like, good for you, because I don't have that. Well, we're going to run out of here right now. Okay. Have yourself a great night. See you. See you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.